Hey everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Rules, Band of Pump Ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are so excited to be here with you guys every single week and uh, deliver all of the information that we know and recap these amazing episodes with you guys. We're trying to get our sound good with both of us. So please send us messages, send us feedback. That was really low. See, that's what I'm talking... Yeah. Like, there's a difference in your voice, I think. Like, sometimes you talk, like, muffled, and then sometimes you're super clear. So, there's a... There's two different yous. <laughs> um, we should start out with your five minutes. So, talk about what we've been doing for the last 24 hours. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll let you start. So, he's always wanted to do a coffee place. And we are super excited to announce that he bought a food trailer. And we are opening up. He is really opening up because I'm just investing. Like, we're just investing some um, some of this money uh, that we're making on the side mm-hmm. into his new business, which is going to be Donicks and Coffee. Yes. And the slogan is Sip Happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute, you guys. There's like a bear drinking coffee and eating a donut. <laughs> it's just a really great idea. And he's retired medically from the military and doesn't have a lot of endeavors right now like the farm has kind of taken up a lot of his time and we are going to break ground and build a garage later this spring so we are going to put some money into the house this hundred year old farmhouse we're in (laughs) but get him off this farm yeah and out in the community so catch him at cars and coffee in the west virginia area yeah because he loves cars and he, yeah, coffee. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. But old-fashioned donuts. Yes. Super excited. What else do you have going on? Um, it's like the biggest thing right now. Yeah. That and just working on my truck site. Yeah. Yeti the Ranger. Yep. Found him on Instagram. TikTok. Yes. Sorry. Yep. I do. No, I... Have always forget it's the same name on both <laughs> okay Duke, let's dive into these headlines anyway so headlines um Kristen had dan on from the traders mm-hmm. and do you know they grew up in the same town in dearborn michigan what's the what's in the water oh yeah what? he actually yeah. won big brother like, what a coincidence. That is a super big coincidence. Yeah. They told about a story, and he was on uh, Bravo and Blaze podcast, and he told this story, and then Kristen brought him on to retell it with her mm. about a night when he was, like, doing, like, right after he did Big Brother, him and his mm. wife were in L.A. They met up with Sandoval and Kristen and had dinner, and they were, she had him tase her 
for Vine? Taze. Taze. Her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's an odd request. <laughs> That's exactly what Dan said. He said, I walked away from that dinner and I looked at my wife and I was like, Dude, that's not the Kristen I grew up with. I don't know who the fuck that was. It's not the the chick I grew up with. (laughs) So check out Sex, Love, and What Else Matters podcast because that episode was really great. Um, But also she definitely talks about the valley and we're going to start recapping that. So I love that crossover. Um, We're working on some special guests for the podcast Mm -hmm. within VPR, the valley. Maybe even Vanderpump Villa. I don't know, but I have definitely been working some VPR guest and uh, the Valley guest. Um, Tales of Deceit. I did record a Tales of Deceit. Anybody that's done a podcast can um, feel for me on this. Somehow it recorded her and not me. So... It's somebody that I feel comfortable enough with asking them to record with me again. (laughs) God love her. So I am going to ask and try and get that. And we're going to do those once monthly. If you have a tale of deceit, please call or text 931-802-1873. And we'll be glad to share your story anonymously or you know, with whatever permission you want us to and whatever pieces you want us to. So just give us a shout with any of those. And now let's dive into the biggest VPR headline. Something we've we've already talked about. The abuse allegations Mm -hmm. with James Kennedy. Um, I'm going to be completely blunt with you guys. Because... I've been very vague in the past, and now I've read the story on Reddit. Mm-hmm. So now I know my my source is not the only person that knows this, which I already knew that. I told you guys, when Tamara told the story and my source heard it, there were like nine people, nine to 12 people at the table. So I know there is quite a few people who know this story and there was quite a lot of people in TomTom that night when Mm -hmm. she walked in. So the story that I was told alleged happened on the night of MTV Music Awards and what I read on Reddit that allegedly happened is that inside the car um, there was a kiss Possibly between Tamara and Allie. James allegedly, and th- and that's an alleged kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, James allegedly got upset about it. And there was an alleged headbutt. The headbutt mm-hmm. is pretty vivid in a lot of the recounts. The kiss um, and the um, the anger from him. Over the kiss is something that I've only seen two places. Yeah. So, I mean, but I've seen headbutt mentioned a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I had not heard bleeding. However, apparently, Allie did because she went on Shenanigans podcast on Friday and the vibe was I'm not being abused. He did not hit me. Um, that 
she is saying that for a fact. And I can just hope that these are alleged accounts. Yeah. That these are not true Mm -hmm. and that she is safe because that's the only thing that I worry about. And I should have given a trigger. My God, I should have given a trigger. So my apologies if somebody had to to shut this down. Um, But I think that that's my only thought being a survivor is just making sure that she is okay and she's stating she is. Mm -hmm. She also stated she was in love with him. I can say, as a survivor, I have been in a place where I defended my abuser mm-hmm. openly. And, you know, our children, mm-hmm. you know, your stepchildren are the only ones that were telling the truth at that time. And they were telling it in private to my mother. I didn't find that out until later. But <clears throat> it just shows... It's different stages in an abuse cycle that you go through as a victim. And so I just hope that that's not the case and that these are alleged accounts. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you guys what I find on all of the gossip and rumor places. And, you know, Reddit is a rumor place. So anybody can say anything. I can tell you there is also, trigger warning, sexual assault claims all over Reddit. About him going home with a girl and allegedly going home with this girl. She allegedly did not want to have intercourse. He allegedly ejaculated all over her. Berated her and walked out. Which is not going to be recounted by some poor innocent girl who went home with a famous person and the, like, they're like, a lot of the comments when I shared this Reddit piece uh-huh. on TikTok, a lot of the comments were, well, why didn't they talk about it then? And when you go home, when you take somebody home with you, what are you expecting? That's a very, very fine line to cross when it comes to sexual assault because no means no. Absolutely. And <clears throat> there is... Uh, an atmosphere where what if you go home with someone and when you get alone with them, they're not the person they were in public. Right. And when you get scared, you're no longer in a a sexual mood and feel safe. Exactly. So we have to think about this at all angles. And I think because our daughter has been very vocal about her previous sexual assault I want to make sure that everybody understands the atmosphere and the way that that women can and will share Mm -hmm. in their own time. And, you know, I mean, it it doesn't take but one person to step up. And if you guys haven't listened, Jamie Oliver on her podcast, Jamie Oliver, just released a Mm 25-minute podcast that she titled It's Time. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. She talks about emo night. Something happened that night. Mm -hmm. Uh, She found out some claims that night. And she went and talked to people who were miked. And so the investigation occurred beginning then. It should have. Like, that was July. Yeah. Um, And I look for even more to be coming out 
piecewise about a lot of the allegations that I've heard in the background and kept my mouth very shut about that I have not seen on Reddit. Um, but there's a lot more than just this. And you guys really, I'm sorry if we ever supported that in a way that, um, that was never our intention. We will always be upfront and honest with you as podcasters here. Um, and you know, we love Vanderpump rules and, we hope that the other cast start stepping up and speaking mm-hmm. out about anything they may know. I know that Jax confirmed it in Twitter a long time ago. Katie confirmed it via Facebook and uh, Twitter a long time ago. Like, there's a lot of old tweets coming out. Kristen confirmed abuse. Uh, claims everybody wants to talk about when he when she punched him. He pushed her before that, and she has mm. vocally said that the producers edited it out. <laughs> well, very convenient. Yeah. So I just want to wake up and change the atmosphere, you guys. This is not a safe environment for mm. women mm. and for other people to be able to step out and fully be a, the right person and a good person. I can't imagine what it would feel like as a victim looking at anybody becoming the number one guy of anything. Yeah, that's crazy. So, let's jump on in. <laughs> let's do a, a, a fast forward into, let's have some fun recapping Vanderpump Rules and um, the season 11 episode to The Ultimate Betrayal. Yeah. It kind of starts out with Tom and Ariana, and you guys know that I like to listen to all the podcasts, so I'm going to add in all the pieces that I've got from all the podcasts inside of our recap, so it just makes it easier for you guys. You can check out any clips from any other podcast on our TikTok page, Breaking the Rules. So, Breaking the Rules pod, maybe, I think. Sorry. (laughs) I'm so bad at that. Me too. Um... But we start out at Tom and Ariana's. Um, they're cohabitating still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just ridiculous. I'm sorry. There's no way. Like, if we split up, like, I'm getting my own place and we're paying for that and it's just going to be okay. Like, or you're getting your own place. Like, we would never stay in the same house. I couldn't do it. I'll just go stay under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can afford far more than a rock, sweetheart, but... I mean, maybe a camper. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, I can say that Tom meets with Anne, the assistant in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, I listen to Anne's podcast, too. So he's really whiny about, you know, hurting himself on special forces because he wants to be cool. And... And the interaction is just awkward. It is. I feel for Anne. She really talks about it being that awkward. Like, on her podcast, she says, like, cameras caught the realness of it. It was that fucking awkward. (laughs) It was that shitty. I was awkward just sitting there. (laughs) 
Um, she does say, um, he tells her that Jason is coming over Mm -hmm. and then he's going to meet with Schwartz and she does ask him if he and Schwartz are okay. And he lies to her. He says to her that they're fine. And then in his confessional, he's like, we're not fucking fine. (laughs) He's pissed because he's going on podcast and being honest. And, you know, I mean, those podcast clips are all over our page inside of the VPR channel, um, in the uh, folder at the top, but mm-hmm. it just shows he was actually stepping aside and like taking a stance for himself. It was when he was really being Schwartz mm-hmm. and not Tom Tom. Yeah, I, I really think James was onto something there. Whenever he said, "You're your best when you're Tom Schwartz and you're not Tom Tom." Yeah, because he, he really is. Um, and I think Sandoval is a better himself. Like, I, I'm i going to tell you guys, I don't know if it's the allegations. I don't know what it is. But I find myself having empathy for Sandoval. And it's not for the Ariana shit. It's not for the... It's for just the situation in general. And cheating is not the end of the world. No. He He didn't kill anyone. And, you know, he's a narcissist. And he needs to work on that personality mm-hmm. trait. Yeah. But that's behavioral. That's not... He still does a lot of good things. And you can't negate that. Mm-hmm. Like, you still have to weigh the two and say you may be 50% a shitty narcissistic pig mm-hmm. to women. She may 50% be a really charitable guy and notable to the public and community. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what I'm weighing with. Jamie even talked about it in her podcast, too, and it was funny when I listened to it tonight, and she said that because I wrote it in my notes um, when we were writing our notes when we were recapping. Um, She asks it... um, He tells her that he wants to have a party at the house for his birthday. For his birthday. And it's kind of like... He says that... Ariana, he's like, Ariana's invited, you know, she can come (laughs) if she wants to, but if not, I'll get her a nice hotel. If you're going to get a nice hotel, then have your birthday party there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't think of that. (laughs) I mean, I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it was, I thought, nice of him to offer that, but weird at the same time. It was. (sighs) Like, I'll, I'll buy this for you. And he, somebody was running their mouth about, I think it was on his podcast, uh, they sent me clips. I love when you guys send me clips from his podcast. Please do not stop doing that, because I have not listened fully to an episode, except for the two T's crossover, mm-hmm. which I'm the one who set this fucking party ablaze, <laughs> bringing that shit out of the vault and yeah. posting it recently. So you can thank me for that, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll, everybody listened to it in December and nobody paid attention to that little piece. And it didn't make me bring it back out until Rachel said the shit about she didn't want to ruin his life with the shit she was breaking up with him over. And I was like, mm, there's more to this story. Yeah. I'm a found find outologist. I'm going to find shit out. What I do. So, watching you. That's what I do. I watch people. 
on the social media. Um, the texting, like, it's just awkward. She's texting her and she's like, he's leaving and going up into the gym now. Like, you can come down now. It's safe. (laughs) So then she comes down and I'm going to be, you guys know I'm brutally honest with you and it, I'm not biased uh, toward anyone. I love Ariana, but it's awkward. Mm-hmm. That I know that's not her boss, and she's not required. But if that was somebody that was working for you in this situation, and having to deal with this mm-hmm. chaos and honestly fucking ridiculousness, mm-hmm. I would be so kind. Yeah. To that person. And I know Anne feels like it's kind, but I feel like it's cordial at best. Yeah. That was beyond awkward for me. For me. Like her walking behind her to go outside. Like, well, I'll just follow you. And then she didn't take her outside. Yeah. That was weird. She didn't talk about that. Like, she always said... She said on her podcast she was totally kind to her. I mean, maybe that in Hollywood that's what they consider kind, yeah. babe. Maybe we this just have a different definition of kind. Yeah. I mean, we're more Midwestern, like Kristen, no. um, who said she's not kissing the ring for Lisa. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I loved it. Loved that. It's playing playing into who we are, but. She says absolutely not on the party. Mm-hmm. And I will give Ariana credit in the fact that her reasoning is 100% legit. Yeah, I agree. I don't want people at my place till 6 a.m. Yeah, she said he's con- he used to constantly have parties. It mm-hmm. gave her flashbacks of when he did parties at the house. They partied till 6 a.m. The place was a mess. I have actually got blinds a long time ago when this first broke about old times when she would like go around behind drunk people at his parties and clean up. So that was like a thing. More than annoying. So if that's the case, excuse me, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. And nobody's faulting you for that, Ariana. You are good to make boundaries there. And tell him, no, like, no, you're not going to have your type of party. Right. And maybe that was her time to rebuttal, but maybe that's not her job. Like, it's time for him to present reasonable requests Mm -hmm. because that's all she's going to accept at this point from you. Um, the white noise machine. (laughs) psychological warfare you guys is it i can say that if it were me and i was ariana i'd pay for a new noise machine every day because i'd bust that motherfucker every single day and then i'd just leave a 50 dollar (laughs) bill underneath of the busted fucking noise machine it would eventually be such a pain in the ass to you to buy a new one you'd stop getting it yeah i make my point just in little subtle ways, but no judge is ever going to hear, but she paid for it every time she busted it. So what are you going to, I mean, what are you going to, what are you going to do? 
I guess that's my subtle bitchiness. Uh, Y'all, I'm fucking petty. And that's my pettiness in, like, very subtle ways. You know it. You've been married to me for a long time now. Yep. 13 years. Mm -hmm. So, which he got me the sweetest anniversary gift, you guys. It was a Mm -hmm. compass necklace. It was very significant to the 13 years we were married. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you say? um, Something about... um, I won't be lost lost. without you. Yeah, I won't be lost without you. That's what it was. Sorry about that. No. No, it took me a minute too, so... But it was so sweet. Um, But anyway, uh, the noise machine is crazy. He did say on a podcast clip that somebody sent me and I actually put this one up on the page mm-hmm. where he would be on the phone with his publicist Adam and his manager and he would say something and the next day it would be in the press. Right. He said that, that things were getting late on on the show. So Which is annoying. That yeah, would be annoying. I, mean, I can see the point of the air machine. That's the only place where you can feel safe Mm -hmm. to have those kind of conversations. So that really, I did feel for him Mm -hmm. in that moment, but I'm still busting it. I would probably stop letting my girlfriends get up near your room. I would no longer bring my girlfriends upstairs. I'd say somebody is leaking shit to the press and I'm no longer going to let you guys up the stairs. So... If you want to be here, you can be here and hang out downstairs, but I can't trust you because you can't trust them. Right. If they'll leak his shit, they'll leak yours. Sorry. You know, if he's not there, I mean, if his door's not locked, they're probably like going through his shit. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, if you piss them off, they're going to leak your shit too. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's just who they are if that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... The next scene was Lisa mm-hmm. getting ready for the pump closing. And, you know, they. she made the excuse that Ken's retiring. But that's funny because I'm pretty sure you're opening, opening a new restaurant later this season <laughs> in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, contradictory. And opening a ton of restaurants in Vegas. Yeah. So it makes no sense. But, okay, the rent went up and you can't afford it. Okay, you're going to be ensued for the rent. I don't know. Apparently, it's a thing in, in L.A. People just ditch. Yeah. So, I guess it's pretty common for that Stitch whole course of thing, course of events to take place. <laughs> but <clears throat> they quickly move to, because it's going to be the pump closing that night. Yeah. And they quickly move to James and Allie. And they're walking down the street. You guys know I'm honest. This seems self-produced. And seems like it was a filler item after the fact of getting back Graham later this season. Like. Agreed. You never talked about Graham other than when you were worried about him when you knew something was wrong with him. One other time, and it was a storyline at that time. So, 
like just talking about him, you have a ton to talk about. Like you said, you were getting ready to leave for a sold out show. That should have been the shit you're talking about because that's the more exciting thing. But they threw in that filler piece so we can start getting anticipation and fall in love with you and Graham together again. Now, granted, everything I've seen online is completely wonderful Mm -hmm. of his behavior now. Like he is closely interacting with cats He's with Allie and him all the time. So she says he's doing very well. And we have to go by what both of them are saying and what we see. Um, But I definitely felt like it was a little self-produced for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The next scene, Jason is actually arriving at the house. Mm-hmm. And Sandoval talks about this. He was actually on Sandoval's podcast this week. So when they're talking about the noise machine and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, he's the on there. He is the producer on the podcast. He's the manager of the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's best friend and extraordinaire, Jason. Yeah. He does seem like a nice dude, but he his mouth mm-hmm. drops when they're like, well, what's Ariana going to do if we go ahead and have the party? And Anne's like, okay, well... I don't mean to interrupt, but Ariana said she's going to call the cops. And his oh, oh. mouth <laughs> cracked me up. Like, I need to have the drawing from Draw Me Bitch on that mm-hmm. for a drawing this week. Because it was hilarious, his face. And, you know, he said, Tom suggests, well, maybe I'll just have, like, a smaller group of people and we'll leave by midnight. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. The delirium left. And this is like Tom Sandoval. This, see, this is where I'm seeing lately, like, we've gotten podcast interviews. He started drinking again. Mm -hmm. So you're getting the raw, uncut, alcohol-driven Tom Sandoval on podcast and podcast interviews right now. But this Tom on our screen is really level-headed. Right. Clear-headed. At this point in the episode. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll stop and say. <laughs> At this point in the episode. Um, he does... Uh, she hasn't... He says that he hasn't heard from Rachel in two weeks. Mm-hmm. This is when the cutoff period happened. This is when... And we listened to Rachel's podcast. The clips are up on the page... Um, we listened to her tell us that the reason why she cut him off, mm-hmm. she received a package. It had the friendship lamp in it where she could touch it. He would know. She thought that was amazing. He sent a magazine article or a magazine, an us magazine. And on the front cover was them up in the corner. And she was like, cool. I'm still on an article. Even, <laughs> even though it was for that. And, I don't know why she always adds those clips like i would love to get one clip of her where she doesn't say something like that just, just be humble mature side yeah mature side coming out over. yeah um but good episode from her the last couple of times too mm-hmm. she had dr cow from married at first sight on and you know i love some, mm-hmm. me some fucking dr cow um but she talked about the third thing in that package was a letter And she saved it. And when she sat down to read it, she got sick to her stomach. Mm. He was telling her that she had become dependent on 
the meadows, the place where she was, and was mocking her mental health treatment. And when she called him and told him that she felt like she, and she really got choked up talking about it, when she felt like she could unalive herself, that he told her he didn't care. That he was more interested in her getting home and then facing it together as a team. Wow. So she, her ther- at her therapist guide, which is 100% correct. If you're involved with a narcissist, cut them off. Mm-hmm. Cut off all communication and block them. You do not owe them anything. She wanted so badly to give him an explanation and give him closure. And Dr. Cal was like, duh. Closure's overrated is fucking bullshit. And it is. Cut the cord. Closure is only good for the narcissist. Mm. Because he gets another chance to manipulate you. Right. Um, But there's your your tidbit on why the communication ended. But that's when it ended. So we're not going to see them interact after this. He claims he's in love with her in that. Mm -hmm. She did a whole episode about does Tom know what love is? It was really funny. Right. Yeah. Like, breaking down everything. (laughs) Um, The next scene is Lala Mm -hmm. and um, Ariana having smoothies. Mm. This whole interaction is kind of awkward for me. Their relationship is not organic. I know they're trying this season because they did have a connection after last season. But I feel like when they started off with her saying she messaged Rachel, like, Ariana has her guard up again already. Yeah. And so she's not hearing it. And then it just starts off with her telling her about him wanting to have the birthday party and her saying, fuck no. (laughs) And she's like, I'll call the cops. I told him I'll call the cops. And she's like, but why would you do that? Lala's like, why? Why would you do that? And I agree, like, calling the cops is extreme. Yeah. I think it depends on what the noise uh, timing is there. If the noise time to make a complaint after there is after midnight, then maybe her her whole conversation's valid. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. But she says she does not want a coward to him. Yeah, I get that. I do understand that she doesn't want him to be able to use his tactics to manipulate the situation Mm -hmm. and make her cower down and just do what he wants and, you know, sell the house for pennies on the dollar and, you know, let him stay. I think the way she portrays that Mm -hmm. is a little off-putting to some people. Like, some people do not read that well when she's, like, you think because you fractured the home, you get to stay in the home? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's perceived badly because if he has enough money to do that, which, by the way, if you're overdrawn in your account, you don't have enough money to buy her out, get back in your shitty apartment, Tom Sandoval, and save up again. Um, Back to no AC. That, or the AC that uh, made the breaker blow. Yeah. AC and microwave together right. made the breaker yeah. blow. It's the combo. <laughs> that thing was rent controlled. He was an idiot for losing that, man. Yeah, you should have kept that on the side. Um, Could have done Airbnb. <laughs> Lala was very pointed, though. I feel like she must be doing therapy. She said that 
he's getting off on her, you know, having that much reaction. Mm, I'm sure. I don't know what, like, I didn't deal with the narcissist I was with in that manner. Mm. Like, in that magnitude, I guess I should say. I mean, I was married to him for 10 years. I had two children by him. But when shit would go down, I would just take the kids and leave. Like, just walk out and go do something else. And sometimes when I came back, he was gone for, like, a day or two. Mm-hmm. And it just got easier over time to, you know, exit myself from situations <clears throat> to keep... Because, you know, the, the abuse didn't start until I was pregnant. Weird. Yeah. And it was because the drinking picked up. Like... Mm-hmm. For him, it was alcohol-fueled. Yeah. Um, but usually with alcoholics, that is a fuel and a trigger. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is not always the problem. You still have to get therapy or resolution for all of that pinned-up, displaced anger that you were drinking in the first place. Right. For. Absolutely. So, and I think that's really what people want to see is acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's hard for people is the constant hiding of a lot. If we weren't hiding the uh, abuse or hiding allegations, I think bringing them to light is what we want to happen so that we're not making people feel like they can't come forward and say something and it doesn't make a difference or they can't feel empowered in telling their truth. Mm -hmm. Like, Kristen and Rachel. Like, I would love to hear Rachel's truth. God, I want to hear her truth so badly. And I know everyone on the page does. Where's Rachel at? Are we going to hear about this truth? I'm also waiting for the two T's to answer back. Because, you know, she's saying there was no separation, which they acknowledged on their podcast. And they said that you know, there was an altercation and she claims there was an argument, mm-hmm. but no altercation, no physical altercation. and No one was bleeding. No one was bleeding. Um, <clears throat> there is the pump closing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the next piece. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, and I'm going to say this very nicely. You guys know I'm not an LAP fan, but I know 75% of you guys are. But why does she have to show me her bra in every single thing she wears? Like, you're 60 years old at this point. Like, I don't want to see your lingerie, and maybe, like, maybe I'm just being judgmental because you should be able to show whatever you want to show, and that's fine, but... Like, it's just not appealing to me at this point. Me either. Like, I just don't... um, I don't understand it, if I'm being honest. I mean, is that just her, like, epic style for the end of time is an unbuttoned shirt or a low-cut top that her bra is sticking out of? It just looks tacky. It's not even about the judgmental and, you know, you shouldn't do that. It's like tacky, and she is like the furthest thing from tacky most yeah, times. She tries to pre- <clears throat> present herself as royalty, but uh, 
I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Royals are gonna be showing their bra. Yeah. They're gonna be showing their brazier. No. Uh having that. Lala and Sheena arrive first to mm-hmm. the pump closing and then Katie and Ara- Ariana, they're gonna have like their one last dinner. Schwartz bartending was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because that's kind of like his demise the night that he tried bartending. (laughs) Those seasons make me laugh when I go back and watch those old seasons. Um, He does tell... And the girls kind of get... He comes over to the table and the girls kind of get up. Yeah. And exit. Well, they say they're doing it so they can hear each other. Which it was really loud. Mm -hmm. I will admit it's because it was a closing yeah. But he tells Lisa that, you know, Sandoval is like a non existent. Mm. Um, that the partners, you know, this is exactly how the partners feel that he's a non existent partner and they've kind of banned him from the restaurant because he, you know, tainted the restaurant name. Yeah. He did. He did do those things. Mm hmm. And abandon him going on tour and leaving him there to pick up the pieces, which sucks. Um, Absolutely. It is like, it's like the dancing of, Sheena's like dancing and she's like, I wonder what Sheena or I wonder what Lisa and Schwartz are talking about. It was like super funny. It was. Watching her do that. That was a moment. Um, she talks, uh, but they definitely are, um, it's an interesting combo seeing all this transpire. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a transition right into Brock and Sheena Mm -hmm. and they're headed into the studio to record an emo version of Good as Gold. The emo version is better than the original. It is. It really is. <laughs> I will say that because I'm not a fan, but she talks about, she goes into the studio and sings. Brock seems super uh, excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She talks about how she hasn't been doing music <coughs> since her last music video <laughs> and song. And what was it called? It was One More Time. <laughs> One More Time was so bad you guys it was like a porno a soft porno um she does say that she hasn't sang really and she's been you know focused on postpartum Mm -hmm. uh obsession for sure her uh ocd postpartum ocd Mm -hmm. i know nothing about this subject so uh Please, if anybody has any first-hand account about this. Is this made up? It is not made up, 100%. Um, And see, that's why I love having a guy on here. Because that would be the first thing that anybody would think, I think, just watching it. And Mm -hmm. I think hers is really extreme. Um, I just don't know if she's just being Sheena and just making it worse. Well, I think that... It's always, a, I think it's a personality trait of hers mm-hmm. at this point to exaggerate things and um, over-obsess. Yeah. 
So that is part of her obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. And then the postpartum is what made it like hyper. And she's fixated on something happening. And mostly with, it was with her daughter, Mm -hmm. with her being alone with her daughter and something happening, whether her choking and Sheena not knowing what to do, like being in like a vulnerable situation as a mother and, these are all, like, I think these are, like, vulnerable first-time mom things that are just exaggerated by somebody with OCD. Yeah. At least that's what I'm putting together when I read. But, again, I know very little to zero mm-hmm. about this subject. Um, she is on Zoloft at the time trying to treat it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about the interaction later. And conversation because there is a, a some scenes with her family, mm. um, but she is pretty open about it on the podcast shenanigans. So it is a good place if you're a, a postpartum mom and struggling the same. You can definitely hit them up. Uh, the next scene, uh, Tom and Tom. Yeah, the Toms meet up again. I felt like. Tom seems level-headed mm-hmm. and speaking way more clearly than he normally does in scenes. Yeah. Um, he does tell him, you know, it's a catalyst for him. He's sober. And it, he, he did it for Raquel. Rachel talks about this on the podcast this mm-hmm. week. And she talks about it was a manipulation tactic for him. I quit drinking for you, and you know what? We'll start drinking when you get home. Like, we'll drink for the first time together. Oh, my gosh. So he had, like, zero intention of, like, helping her once she got out Mm -hmm. to continue working on herself. He just wanted to dive back in to partying. Yeah. Which is a little scary. Sorry, guys. I have to take a drink. I'm still recovering with... uh, Fluby and our poor daughter is sick now. Um, he said that he had to go on tour because he was overdrawn in his account. Mm-hmm. Ariana hasn't paid bills in eight months. And if you watch the after show or you caught the clip on our Instagram or TikTok, Ariana talks about this on the after show. And she said all she's asking for is itemized receipts. Mm-hmm. And if she provides those, he'll pro- she'll provide half of all the bills so that none of that is coming out of him. Mm-hmm. He thinks he needs to get an accountant for that. And you don't need to do that. Like, I can sit down and do that in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That takes 15, 20 minutes of your day to sit down and, you know, itemize whatever receipts you had for the household that day. And that things that come in. She can't read your mind. And he really seemed like in the after show, he was like super upset. She does not blindly trust him. Mm-hmm. Buddy, you lost the ability for blind trust. Right. There is none exactly. left. There is zero left. Um, it just seems crazy to me that he really would think that that just happens from now on out. Mm-hmm. That just has to be her person. Excuse me. Uh, 
he does get really pissed and tells Tom Schwartz that he's going on podcast and talking shit and Schwartz stands his ground. Mm -hmm. I thought the podcasts were great. I thought that he was honest Mm -hmm. and open and vulnerable and it was kind of when the public stopped being nasty to him. So it was like his white flag. Mm -hmm. He's allowed to wave whatever white flag he wants to. I felt like Sandoval was like, everybody has to stand in this with me. You did this with me, Rachel, so you have to stand here with me. And Schwartz, you were along from the ride on day one, too. So you come here and stand with me also. (laughs) And you wear the scarlet letter for for all of America to see. Get your weapons with me. Um, Sheena and Brock are meeting with the young girl, Tori, who apparently is like a musician and, uh, nanny Mm -hmm. in LA. Um, I can tell you what I took from this scene. Of course, Brock, him saying, you know, I, I didn't, you know, that you surround yourself with, with yes people and that, um, you know her un- her inability to let things go mm-hmm. was was much but it's her job to step in and, and she did but she steps in and starts crying as usual instead of like having that complete conversation and i hope like i know i get emotional sometimes when you and i have conversations so like i don't want to be that person that's always emotional mm-hmm. so i want to make sure that you know the point it comes across. Cause I feel like when you do that, you lose your inability to cross your point. Yeah. And so her mother steps in. Yeah. Listen, mom, shut the fuck up. Stay out of it. Yeah. Ridiculous that she stepped in. If you're, I don't care if you're sitting there, you do not step in. And then Sheena even said he is like pissed off. Cause you step into like, you're too involved mm-hmm. in the things that are happening. Like, if that was my mom, you would die. If that was your mom, I would die. Yeah, I'd be a a little upset. (laughs) I cannot imagine, like, as vocal as I am, like, I can be triggering. Your mom is very sweet Mm -hmm. and mild-mannered, like you are. And, like, I, uh uh-uh. Like, if she was popping off at me, (laughs) holy shit balls. Like, I bury people. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm very cutting with my words sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Never mean to cut you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you. You guys probably think I, they're like, oh my God, she's abusive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Oh, you're such a fucker. It was like a perfect insert. Um... The Schwartz and coming to James's house also seemed very produced. Yeah. And I don't mean to call out the produced things on James this episode because that's not my intention. I'm sure it was produced for Tom and Tom to sit down, but I'm sure it needed to happen as well. Um, But I feel like we just saw him and Tom sit down yeah. last episode. With a plant. Right? And he showed up again with a plant. He's for, a plant man. 
Allie to read his birth chart. And then I'm going to get real honest. I feel like I could be Allie in this scene and I could have read his birth chart because she said everything that we know from watching Vanderpump for the last 10 years. It's basically what he's been saying. <laughs> like, we all know that he, like, is in his now and blah, 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 and, like, he should be stepping away and he needs a voice for himself. <laughs> like, everything we've been saying for the last 10 years. So I wish that, I know she's talented mm. in astrology. Like, I've seen that, um, her reading people and talking about it, especially on shenanigans this episode. I wish we would have seen that. And maybe they did more of that and they cut it out. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't cutting the episode. Uh, so. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with the reading. But I wish it would have been something different yeah. than what it was. Um. Sandoval, uh, he he's like, thanks Anne for his baby shower balloons hanging <laughs> above the window. I mean, I would have probably done like gold and black or something, yeah, something so, more sandy. Yeah, I didn't really feel that sandy, and I guess I should have let you. Well, I guess you kind of gave some thoughts mm-hmm. on James and um, James and Allie are in the car on the way to emo mm-hmm. night. And they're going to make a pit stop because while they're at James and Allie's doing the reading of Schwartz, he gets a text from Sandoval inviting him to the birthday party. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Just out of the blue. I mean, that's that's production. And that's something we do need to see is the two of them talk. <clears throat> and we haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, I'm, I, I want to see the, these things. Um... Sandoval is, you know, it shows the people at his birthday party. We know Brett. Brett's been on for a long time. Yeah. Uh, He had a falling out with Katie, though, and I I don't know what that's all about. And and maybe it's because he stood by Sandoval. Yeah. But we see Joe, Schwartz, Kyle Chan. Kyle Chan. We love Kyle Chan at Breaking the rules. Just yeah. so you know, I picked out my first piece and I am like talking with them about designing it and getting it around my neck. I cannot yeah. wait. It's my gift to myself this year, yeah. every year at bonus time, I give myself a gift. And this year it's a piece of jewelry, yeah. which is long lasting. And he's mm-hmm. proud of me for that. Um, but Kyle's there and Jason, of course. Mm-hmm. Billy Lee, the rest of them I re- really don't know. Yeah, I just said randos. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll agree with James on the, you know, who the fuck are these people, but not who the fuck is Brett because you fucking know him. Mm-hmm. And Brett did a TikTok about it. He was like, this just shows you how heavily produced some of these shows are because he didn't have to say that, but he said it mm-hmm. because he wanted to be funny and placate to the audience. Right. Um... But Katie and Ariana are getting ready for emo night. Uh, Inside source is things are revealed on emo night. Mm -hmm. You heard that at the beginning of the episode. Um, Jamie talks about it uh, on her podcast. How, you know, 
allegations came across that night. So she wanted us to pay attention that you may see conversations happening in the background mm-hmm. of maybe who told her some things and then maybe her like having conversations with people that were mic'd but not hearing the mic conversation. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to hear that yet because it's too soon. Yeah. Um. Let the investigation do the investigation. I'm going to shut up about it after this episode, so I'm not going to talk about it continuously unless additional things come out in the press. Yeah, more facts come out in the press. Um, But James does really uh, take a stance in sitting down with Sandoval. Sandoval was really nonchalant about it. Like, he knew he was there, and he just left him standing in there. Yeah. It was shitty of him. The whole scene was... Awkward. Yeah. Cringy. But James, like, Sandoval starts talking about 10 years ago when he fucked Kristen and used his condoms. Like, get over yourself. I I agree with everyone on this. They both need to get over it. Stop it. fiance. Yep. Like. No, he doesn't. They're not engaged. James. Yeah, they're just girlfriend, boyfriend. Okay, but they they have a place together like yep they live together get over your Rachel obsession well here's the thing you weren't even together when it happened like you were broken up exactly like it the Rachel aspect of it should mean zero and your friend not coming to you and telling you should be your only aspect of wonder or want and if you want that so bad, you should try reaching out to them, too. He does say that, you know, you never reached out to me. And mm-hmm. Tom apologizes uh, for that. Yeah. But he doesn't apologize for the betrayal because he's using Kristen mm-hmm. and that as an excuse. Right. That infuriates James. Mm-hmm. Sends him out of there in a little bit of a rage. And he pisses on the bushes on the way out. Yeah. It's very him. Allie's like, that's Ariana's bush, too. Don't pee on it. It's Ariana's bush, too. (laughs) But, yeah, that's kind of where the episode ends, really. Um, Next episode's emo night, so we're going to be really, really paying close attention. And I hope you guys will, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Go Kansas City Chiefs. I hope neither win. (laughs) <laughs> it's a wonder how that would happen I don't know man Ty I don't know but I, I think it's uh, pre-manufactured a lot of people do but it's a huge business and um, definitely uh, continued fans growing especially with Kansas City Chiefs I, you know why I'm rooting for them because coming from St. Louis like we did different places we've been like if there's ever somebody that's going to be in a super bowl or a world series or something like that i'm going to root for whoever's from those places we've been and being in st louis kansas city chiefs is who they root for (laughs) yes you are very much so but thank you guys for joining us (laughs) thank you have a good night see you next week